is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. On today's episode, I chat with Marianne, your fitness RN. Marianne is a nurse and a personal trainer. She also works with online clients. Um, in today's episode, we chat about Marianne's journey with fitness. You know, it kind of started with maybe a little bit of an eating disorder, over-exercising, under-eating, a hyper-focus on calorie counting and matching what she ate with how much exercise that she had to do. So I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. A lot of women can relate to this um, in our early lives and possibly now with a hyper-focus on um, Fitbits and Apple Watches. So this is a really good episode to listen to just learning more about this. Um, so then Marianne's career moved into becoming a nurse and really learning the science behind our bodies and health to where she's at now, where she combines um, the two careers and she is a personal trainer working with um, clients in person and online and just really focusing on health and fitness for life. I love featuring guests on this show who really have this value-added mindset. We as women spend so much of our lives trying to shrink down, take stuff away from our bodies, um, and this just this little bit of a mindset shift of how we can take care of our bodies, um, it creates just ripples of effects in our lives. Uh, Marianne really works with her clients to focus on the physical strength, the unsexy part about getting older and being a human. Um, our bodies need to be strong. We're going to need the strength when we're 80 years old. And then she also works a lot on stress reduction so that we can enjoy life now. Um, we talk a lot about sleep, its, it's importance, and um, meditation. So today's a really fun episode. You're going to love it. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Mary Ann Blair. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing so great. So this is so fun. Usually I've had people on and I'm like, I don't actually know them in real life, but we did get to meet in real life a couple weeks ago. So, so good to see you again. Hmm. But so I always like to start out with um, talking about, you know, us as women, our bodies, the way that we've gone through different changes and how we've approached fitness. So what, you know, like what was fitness like for you or um, in high school or college? What did that look like? Well, basically, I've always been into fitness. It kind of started out, like, if I can really rewind back to where it kind of started. I know that like as in the Asian culture, like especially the Filipino food is everything, right? So it's an expression of love. It's a way to, um, you know, welcome people to your home. It's a way to share, you know, our, our, ourselves to other people. So growing up, obviously I ate a lot of, in the Filipino culture, it's a lot of fried food. It's a lot of meat, it's a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff. So I grew up like chubby. So at one point, like in grade seven, grade eight, I was called Chubbs. Like that was kind of my nickname, which wasn't like, at first I'm like, okay, well, you know, like the mat, like my family, like all our cheeks are kind of like chubby. So it was like, oh, we got the mass star cheeks. And then as soon as like, you know, grade eight, grade nine, it's like, this is not cute anymore. I don't want to, ch I don't want to be chubby. And so I ended up getting into, unfortunately, I started becoming anorexic. So it, I was like the textbook. And at the time, I didn't know, right? So I, I loved exercising anyways. But there was a point where I got really obsessed with calorie counting, like the food. And it didn't matter the quality of the food at the time. It was more just how many calories, right? So, you know, at the time, like a muffin was 300 calories, a hot chocolate was this. So I'm just like, okay, if I burn 300 calories, or if I eat 300 calories, 
I have to burn 300 calories. So it was an inner, you know, an in and out kind of thing. So that's kind of how it started out in high school. And it was, it was probably a good four years before I realized like, this is not good. Like, you know, some friends were telling me like, one of my girlfriends, like, you look like a stop sign, like your head is bigger than your body. So it wasn't, I wasn't sick. Like it was more just a mentality. So it doesn't matter. Like everybody knows me. Like if you talk to my high school friends, they're like, you were always the one that was jogging to school with like ankle weights in your ankles and constantly exercising and having a water bottle. So that was me. So that's kind of how that mentality around food started. And it's not that I was necessarily afraid of food, but it was more just like, how do I eat? And that question wasn't really asked until I realized I'm like, okay, I really need to think about like, what am I doing to my body here? What's, what's happening? Um, and so, you know, I kind of went through that all throughout, like I went to nursing school, obviously. Um, and at the time still, I was still kind of watching what I ate, but then I started realizing I'm like, I love fitness. Like this is kind of my thing, but I wasn't getting the energy because obviously I wasn't eating the way that I wanted to. And so it was more like, how do I, you know, how do I learn about fitness when nursing doesn't teach me that? Right. So in, in nursing, it's all like, these are all the conditions and these are all the signs and symptoms. And that's how I ended up realizing I'm like, shoot, like I actually had anorexia back in the day. Um, wait, wait. So this is like in like in your twenties that you were looking back to like when you were a teenager. Yeah. Like, well, I, I went to nursing from 18 to 21. So I, okay. I went to nursing early. Mm-hmm. So anywhere like between 12 and 18. So like six years I was doing that. Like that was kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. I was like counting calories, exercising mm-hmm. consistently or like not consistently, but like hard. Like it didn't, mm-hmm. I would exercise like four to five times a day. And that was, you know, those were the eras of like, um, you know, the fitness magazines. So those were kind of the things. So I was following those programs. I was trying to do those exercises. I'm like, I do not look like that body. Like, where is my body and why don't I look like that? Right. But it wasn't, you know, like it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm following it, but it wasn't, I didn't have a weight problem. It was more just why am I not getting that body? I have, I'm skinny, but I don't have that body. So how, how is this happening? And why is that? Why is that the case? Yes. You got to being skinny. I I just wrote about this. Like you got to being skinny and it was like, still, that wasn't enough. Like your body still wasn't perfect enough. Like you're still comparing like, and that's the thing, right? Like, Oh, cool. And And now we know it's called the comparison trap. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, at the time it was more like, how the hell, like I'm doing exactly what she said in this magazine and I'm not there. Like that was just consistently my mindset. And then in nursing, it was kind of like, these are all the health conditions. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, then I became a hypochondriac. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> oh it, was never, it was kind of never ending, but fitness has always been my, um, it's, it's always been my go-to in terms of like stress and thinking about it. So it didn't like those kind of like, yeah, I'll do those programs, but it still made me feel good because it was something that I was doing for myself. Um, but mindset wise, that was kind of where my head was at. Right. So I was comforted in fitness, but at the same time, looking in the mirror, my body wasn't the way that I, I wanted it to. Um, so I did that, did nursing. Um, I moved to Vancouver, still kind of doing the calorie counting thing. Like that was kind of, I was still kind of in that same body, but I got into fitness competitions. So I had a girlfriend that was in fitness competition. So now I can't, and I realize this now, but at the time I'm just like, I'm so healthy now. Like I'm totally healthy. I'm following these programs. I'm doing a workout program. I'm doing these things, but it was like an obsession from one obsession to the other. So like I said, I used to count calories, right? So in competitions, you're doing the same thing. So now it was just a way for me to say, this is why I count my calories mm-hmm. is because I have to watch my macros mm-hmm. to get this body to, for body, like, you know, for fitness competitions and all this other stuff. So that was kind of where, you know, that kind of period went that was in my late twenties. 
Um, so I competed, I did about five competitions. Um, and then I realized after like each and every time it was, you know, I started learning more about personal training and like just how other bodies worked. It wasn't just about my body anymore because people were asking me like, you know, I want you to train me. And I'm like, sure, let's, you know, let's kind of try it. I ended up getting my personal training certification. Um, so, you know, I was working in nursing. So on the other side of that, I was a case manager. So what I did was work with a lot of older, um, older people, people who were in car accidents, disabled, and what I realized, even like, you know, and this is kind of working side by side, was that as they got older, they're like, had I taken better care of myself, you wouldn't be here today giving me home care or like, you know, referring me over to physio and all that stuff. So in my mind, it was like, there's a whole new aspect of health that nursing never really addressed for me at the time. And so I'm like, these people, like getting into and out of the car, getting into and out of the tub, like moving from one area to the other, like, you know, their furniture walking, like they're holding on to things. And I'm like, you guys have no muscle strength. Like you guys have to exercise in your day. You have to go walking, right? So they were never taught a lot of these things. Um, and then I saw, you know, there's, there's instances where I went to community health centers and I see like nine-year-old women who are doing yoga and doing marathons like three times a year. So I started asking them like, you know, what is it that you do? And they're like, it's fitness, it's eating well, it's making sure that I'm moving every day, making myself happy, you know? And so I kind of realized that like, there's a gap here because my generation and my parents' generation, as we get older, how are we going to start taking better care of ourselves? So those two kind of came together and I said, there is a gap here and I want to fill it. So I, I didn't like working in the corporate structure at the time because I think lots of health changes were happening. There's lots of cutbacks. It's always in healthcare. It's probably, you know, I'm sure it's the same at the States. So I, you know, I, I, I said, I have to get out of this job and I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go into fitness and personal training, but at the same time, I didn't want to leave nursing. Um, so I was trying to find out how can I mix the two. So some of the clients that I was working with were young, busy professionals who, you know, didn't, you know, just didn't know how to get fit. You know, they went to school, they were fit in university, they got their job, you know, two to three years, and then they're gaining weight, right? You know, like they're sitting in the office a lot and they're more sedentary and, you know, they're just like, I don't like, I'm eating the same as I did before, but I'm gaining weight. So, you know, I'm just like, well, you have to, you have to get yourself fit. So that's how I started end up getting into personal training. Um, so I started doing that more. And at the same time, I said, I have to find a way to merge the two. Um, so I started looking around and trying to see, like, you know, should I work at a medical fitness center? But I still didn't want to work with um, individuals who are ill. I wanted to work with people well and get them optimized. Like, that was kind of my, my goal. And so I created fitness nursing. So I kind of created the role. I, there was another nurse in the States that kind of called herself a fitness nurse as well. Um, but in Canada, there's certain rules around nursing, right? So if, if I still want to say that I'm a nurse, I have to demonstrate the difference between what a nurse is versus a, um, a fitness professional is. So I did that. I worked with the association. And so now I'm a fitness nurse, which is fun. I love it. I work with people, you know, as you know, obesity or, you know, obesity is, is a big thing. So that was one of my big areas, metabolic syndrome you know, where there's high blood pressure, high cholesterol, large waist circumference. Um, those are the people that I enjoy working with because the biggest thing is, is getting them active, fit, and eating, eating better again. So that's when I started learning more about how to eat better, um, how to make sure that I'm managing my stress, how to sleep more. So all of those experiences combined kind of brought me where I am today. No, it's so crazy to hear, like, from, you know, from – under eating, over exercising to, okay, putting a mask on it, kind of still doing the same thing in bikini training, but 
it, you know, being a mask and then to like, actually like, okay, <laughs> this is my one body for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I had someone else on the podcast, um, talking about the same thing about, um, yeah, like when we're older moving, like going, getting to the tub or to the toilet, like being able to do a squat. Like she's like, you never realize this, but every time you sit down, like that's a squat. Yep. And if yep. you don't have that muscle strength later on, and that was like, honestly, the, that was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, people need to exercise besides just to lose weight. Wow. Or like, when you think about some of the, like the health conditions, right? Like you, you know that weight training is important, but you, like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, all of that relies on your functional fitness and your, your nutrition, right? Like you, you can't have cancer I mean, you can't improve your cancer symptoms without improving your nutrition and your exercise and your muscles. So all those things kind of, um, kind of played a role in how I was, how I was addressing people with their, with their health. So it wasn't just about, you know, like, you know, do those 20 sit-ups. Like I have a lot of doctors that still tell my clients, okay, you hurt your back, you sit down and you don't exercise for, you know, until the back pain goes away. I'm like, so what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to, get into the toilet, get in the bathtub. Like the doctor told you not to do nothing. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So it was, there's a huge gap in terms of the education there. And that was where I want to get into because, you know, if if, if you fall down and you don't have that education and you're following what the doctor says, where are you going to be next year or three years from now in a really bad spot? Yeah. Yeah, definitely not improving. And I would guess. And then along with that, we kind of talked about this, but just like your mindset, when you can't do stuff, like your mindset starts to deteriorate and then you stop, like you do even less and even less and it just falls apart. Um, wow. Whoa, this is such a cool, so fitness nursing. So I've never heard this term before. I love it. So what I work with, the biggest thing is mainly just looking at the person holistically Mm -hmm. and finding out how they are functioning on a lifestyle basis. So oftentimes, you know, in personal training, they're just kind of looking at like, you know, what are your goals? I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat and all this other stuff. But I really want to take it like, you know, what do you do in the morning? What's your morning routine? What's your evening routine? How well do you sleep? How long do you sleep? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you rest? You know, are you a hardcore, you know, CrossFitter or are you a couch potato? Right. So all those factors will play a role. And, And as we learn more now, like, you know, both being female hormones play a huge part in how our bodies respond. And same thing at the time, it was something brand new to me. And I realized like our body shape plays a role, like, you know, a pear shape versus an apple shape person is going to require two different um, training programs, but they're also going to have different lifestyles. So how do we merge that too? So I like looking at the person on a whole level and then making sure that we, we set up their workout program or their workout design so that it fits their lifestyle. Yeah. I like that. It's coming from like a really positive mindset about fitness and like our bodies and our life and um, just like value added, which I like, like we're so used to like, no, I'm doing stuff to take things away, but it's like, okay, let's like add value and like make life better instead of more miserable. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm very big on rest because especially with busy professionals, rest and restoration is just, it's like, people are like, I'll, I'll sleep when I die. Like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm just like, you're not going to get any gains. Like (laughs) if you're not going to, to sleep or make sure that you're resting and and relaxing your, you know, your nervous system and, and, and making sure that you're taking that time for yourself to just like decompress. 
and it's huge you know our, our generation it's just everything is go 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 and like you you know we read stuff online and they're like you should be constantly going 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 and it's like so those are the constant messages that they're hearing and so when they hear me tell them I'm like you're allowed to take a nap just take a nap for 20 minutes and they look at me like this is like it's like I gave them I told them a four letter word right and it's like rest you'll feel so much better and I had one client and he's 75 and he's um he's told like he's retired he's retired but he has his own side business now that he's made full-time he's hired a whole other person I'm just like just take a nap at four o'clock just take a nap for an hour and then you can work again till 10 o'clock and he started doing that it took about three weeks four weeks for him to finally take that nap he's like I, I just have to create a ritual around getting to the nap but he said he noticed he had way more energy he was much more focused so it's it's a matter of being optimized being more productive having more energy that plays a key role versus like oh let me look at my schedule I can fit in three times a week of training right so it's taking a look at your energy versus your your exercise. Yeah. I think even what you said just about when you have a coach and your coach kind of gives you permission or like says like, Hey, this is allowed. You're just like, Oh, wait, what do you mean? This I'm I'm allowed to do that. Just so like, it's so weird. And we were just, we were talking before we press record about bosses and like how sometimes we're like, Oh gosh, I don't want some, I don't want a boss. And then when we have a boss, like sometimes there's some of those things, but like having a coach tell you like, Hey, you're allowed to, and you should take care of yourself. What? That's crazy. Yeah. And there's more, like I'm finding more research now that sleep is actually probably just as important as strength training, if not more in terms of longevity and health and optimizing your muscle growth. Because if your body is not rested, it's everything else in your body is going to fall apart, right? Night shift workers versus date, you know, nine to five people, where's their bodies at? So if, mm-hmm. if you can think about someone that you know that works night shifts, mm-hmm. they're stressed, they have, they're on hypertension pills, they're overweight, you know, lots of health issues, and they might be eating exactly the same person as a nine to five, but what's happening there is they're not getting enough rest. They're not, you know, in, they're not in sync with the, you know, with their, the sunshine. So that plays a role too, in terms of how our bodies are responding. And it's, it's huge. That's how I recognize that hormones played a role with, um, you know, with, with our results, because I started working with a lot of, um, shift work nurses and that was, I'm like, what the hell? Like I'm totally training you hard here and nothing's happening. And then I started looking into more research and like, well, there's cortisol and there's insulin and there's, you know, all these things that are kind of in, in, in a mess and it can't be fixed until they can get it, get their rest in place. So that's why I'm really big on a a rest-based living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to when I was in school, not me in school, when I was a teacher in a school and the lack of sleep. And it was like, it was this weird thing. Cause it was like, I have so much work to do. I can't sleep. Um, but then I would get to school and I would be like a mess and I would be so stressed out because I didn't get any sleep. And then like the work day would be a mess. And I was just like, Ugh. and then, well, let me go home and do my work and not sleep because I have to make up. And it was just like this vicious cycle where if it was just like, Hey, I'm going to not like, I'm going to not because it was always crappy work. Like it was never like quality work. Hey, maybe I'm just going to not even do this crappy work and I'm just going to get some rest. That'll help me do like awesome work instead. Yeah. I kind of wish I learned about meditation when I was younger because I'm like, 
meditation, like a good 20 minute session of meditation equals about a good eight hour sleep, depending on how deep of a meditation that you can get into. And I'm like, had I known that back then, I probably would have been in a whole different space. Right. But I'm, I've incorporated, I tell my clients, I'm like, start meditating, even if it's like two minutes, right. Just get your mind to shut down for a little bit and get yourself refocused back into the intention that you're trying to get back into, whether it be the, the workout or it be, you know, the work that you're doing or being to your kid or walking you know getting outside to walk your dog or getting the motivation you just have to set that intention but you have to find the habit triggers that are going to get you there and if you don't have the right habits or the habit triggers to get you to the point where you want to go it's 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 going to be useless to, to get anywhere Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think actually, I'm glad that you're talking about that because I think that there's a lot of nurses and a lot of teachers that listen to this podcast because they're overworked. You have too many patients, you have too many students and you have like, and then they'll have like their own family too. And they're trying to do 12 million things. And they're also trying to lose weight or trying to run a marathon or whatever. And it's just like, there's so much, but it's like, like for someone to tell you do a little bit less or like do 20 minutes of sitting and resting, resting your mind like that, that can feel really hard for someone that wants to go, go, go. Keep on going. That's why I said, I look at certain lifestyles because some people like who are too sedentary, they'll be like, sure, I'll rest. But they're the ones (laughs) that I'm not going to rest. It's more of the the go-getters and the ones that can't rest that I try to encourage. You know, I try to encourage that they even like you, like just exactly what you did. Just take a deep breath. And like, just let it all go and then kind of reset yourself. And oftentimes we're just, like you said, we're just go, go, go. I need to get the sun. I need, like, that's all that's in your head. And you're just making yourself less productive than you are getting things done. Right. So it's, it's a matter of like really looking back, stepping back, like, how am I really doing here? Am I, am I, you know, if I were to score my last hour, did I really get what I needed to get done? And they're kind of like, no, right. Like you look at your calendar and it's a mess. Do you know, like it, you know, you, you mentioned this too, when we're talking like time blocks, yeah. So, you know, instead of going like, okay, I got to be a mom here. I got to be a teacher here. I got to exercise here. Why don't you try to block that time? So this just like, okay, all day today is just going to be about my, my kids. Right. So I'm not going to worry about work until tomorrow. And then at least you've kind of, it, it eliminates that decision fatigue where we're constantly having to make decisions all the time. And it's like, if I can just say, this is my time block for this then your mind is kind of like, okay, then I don't have to worry about all that other stuff, right? Or like you said, you have, you get the permission to take a nap. You're like, she told me I have to nap. I'm not going to worry about anything else. So it's, we need to either give ourselves permission or ask or, or ask someone to, to be accountable to help us do what we need to get done. Yeah. 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 It's so, yeah. And when you said de- decision fatigue, I like, I was just like, I'm just having like memories of being a teacher, but it's just like, like, oh my gosh, when you're a kindergarten teacher, and I'm sure any any job where you're dealing with a million humans, but it was just like <laughs> how many questions were asked and how many things were happening in your day. And then, and then this thing is like, I would get home from school and I would just be like, like, Oh, like I don't want to do anything, but I have more work to do, but I'm not taking care of myself. Just like such a mess. It is. Yeah. And, and you're right. And like, you know, I like, thank you for being a teacher because I honestly, that's a role that is like extremely just, you know, like it's, it's not an easy role, right? Just like how it is for nurses. It's like, you're dealing with so many people mm-hmm. and your mind is all over the place. And then on top of that, you have to think about yourself. So it's, it is important. Like you have to kind of give yourself that credit and be like, I just dealt with like 30 kids constantly asking me questions. Why am I mad at myself now, you know, for not getting stuff done? Like you have to really start appreciating yourself and saying, 
this is what I've accomplished today. And I'm not going to stress myself out because, you know, I didn't eat the best way that I wanted to, right? Like you have to kind of give yourself those moments in time where you're like, I did good today. I really did good today. And it's versus like, I still got so much stuff to do, right? So it's a matter of shifting how you're doing it. So I, I call it, I tell my clients, it's a trend, like find a transition time, right? So whether it be after work um, or at lunchtime, find a way to transition you know, to ease into it. So for me, it's like, you know, at the end of the workday, I'll go outside and walk my dog. So I can kind of get my steps, I'm outside, it clears my brain. And then at the time, then I'm ready to be a parent, right? So versus like, you know, work, and then straight to parenting, like, that's just, you're just shooting yourself in the foot if you're if you're not giving yourself that time. So really, even if it's, it doesn't have to even be an hour, it could be five minutes, right? So meditation, like, something that you can find in your time to say, I'm going to use this time to transition now into my next, um, you know, my next thing that I have to get done versus like, okay, I'm finished that. I got to go here. Right. Then you're just kind of all over the place again. Cause your mind's just like, <laughs> and then you've got this song in the background that you can't get out of your head. Right. Like just 20 million things. Going in I like that. Reminds me of a kindergarten classroom. Like, all right, here's our transition. Like here's our, what we're doing to transition into whatever. Um, and it, cause it is hard. Cause I think that that, that is our life, our lives is like going from one thing to the, to the next thing, to the next thing. And I have had a lot of women that will say, you know, I'm just so busy. I'm, you know, I work at my work or at my job and then I come home and I'm a mom, but I'm never just me. Like it's always like, I always have that label of, okay, I was teacher. Now I'm mom, but when do I get to be me? And then, and it's cool. Like you're like, you know, we do have different identities or like different like roles, but like, just like, okay, can I have five minutes to walk? Like, yeah, yeah, five yeah. minutes. And that's, that's all you don't need a lot of time, right? It's just more for your mental space and, and, and just to get some clarity again, it's like, and, and you feel like you're doing something for you. It doesn't even have to be long, right? Like you can, like you said, you go out for your walks and you're just like, I'm good. Like I'm good for today. Cause I went outside. I did, or you did your run. Right. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I did my yoga this morning. I'm kind of like, I'm good. Like it's, it didn't take very long. It's like 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever the case is, but yeah. your mind feels clear. Right. So it's, it's a matter of just really recognizing what's the benefit of me doing this for myself, because now you can carry on the day and your, your mood is better. Your energy is better. Your productivity is, is improved. So that's why I like, you know it's it's not a matter of how much you can fit into the day it's like what are you putting into your what are you putting into your day just like what you're putting into your mouth right mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm glad you mentioned that about the walking because that we started doing that recently actually so my husband got me the app the apple watch after the marathon last year and I am not big on technology and I was like I'm never going to use this but once I I started using it just for to count my steps um to motive, like, I'm not one of those people that like, oh my gosh, I have to get like, it has to be perfect. But it was like a, Hey, why are you so sad? Well, you haven't walked around at all today. And it was like, oh yeah, let me get my steps in. So we'll do like an evening walk with the dog and there's no technology. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just like him and me and the dog. And it's like, this is nice. Like, good it feels great and don't like it's like nothing right you don't have to worry about anything it's it's your time to kind of just decompress exactly yeah and did you notice a big difference with that with doing that oh yeah it's so good well i i a couple things one it's like a good like stress relief like okay we're literally doing nothing but walking and two just like for our relationship 
like conversation wise, like, Hey, like we don't have the TV in front of us. We don't have our phones in front of us. You know, it's literally just us talking. Um, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Catching up and just kind of, you know, getting back into each other and like just learning about each other again. It's, it's fun. It's a, it's a good, um, it's a good time. Like I take my son out for a walk too. And it's like, he tells me about his day in school and you know, it's like, you know, whereas we're at home, he's like, you know, can I get something to eat or can I do that? So when you're walking, it's kind of, it's a whole different conversation. Yeah. I like that routine. All of that brings down your stress. All of that helps with belly fat. All of that helps with like mind depression. So it's all good things. Like, you know, for people who are very analytical. So these are for my clients. I'm like, it helps reduce cholesterol. It helps bring down your belly fat. So they see a benefit to it because they're like, what am I going to do with what? Like, what am I going to do outside for a walk? Like what's, what is it? What's in that? I'm like, there's a lot of things to doing that. You don't have to go for a five mile run in under, you know, 10 minutes. Right. So some people are very driven by data in that way. And it's kind of like, okay, if you want to use your steps and monitor that, then use that as data, but it's more for just, you know, de-stressing, de-stressing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But like, but what's the purpose where, yeah. Like why aren't I charting how many calories I'm burning with this? Like, no, just give walking and like, no, I'm not going to give you your macros. <laughs> not today. That's not our focus. Cause that's just going to add more stress, right? Like exactly what you said. It's, you didn't want to have a watch because of that reason. So it's kind of like, you have to know for yourself, what's going to create stress for you or what's going to create a learning, you know, a learning experience for you. And that's the hard part I find with people. It's kind of like, you have to distinguish what's going to be a good, you know, for me, I like monitoring my steps, but I don't use an Apple watch. I had the watch before it and I ended up being that way. I'm just like, I'm getting obsessed. I'm like, I want my 10,000 steps. I want my star and my whatever. Um, but I just, I, I got rid of that and I just use my phone and I just take my phone with me. I turn it on off and just, then at the end of the day, I kind of like, oh, okay, I had, you know, 6,000 steps today. And okay. Like, you know, I'm not going to stress over it. It's just now tomorrow I'll try to get 7,000 steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was yesterday. I looked and I was like, huh, I only had like 3000 and I was like, well, I was working the whole time. I didn't get up and I didn't do my walk in the middle of the day. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that that like sometimes people can get stressed out about those things totally or like calories or macros or any of those things. But it literally is just what you said. Like, huh, I didn't it's do. Yeah. Like, okay. So for tomorrow, it's not a chance to like, oh, you're such an idiot. It's just a, huh, maybe tomorrow I'll take a break and go and walk. Maybe tomorrow I'll eat another vegetable. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I really encourage a lot of my clients to score their day. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if this is my area of focus for my goals, how did I do in that day? Exactly what you did. You're just, just like, okay, so I only had 3000 steps today. What did I do today? Right. So, you know, you're like, oh, I did lots of work today. Oh, I actually strength trained today. That's why I didn't walk. Right. So you can kind of look back and say like, this is why this day happened instead of saying, I didn't get my 10,000 steps. Like, you know, they said I should get 10,000 steps to stay healthy. Well, no, like they also said to weight train. They also said to do this for work. Right. So there's other things that you have to evaluate your day at in terms of seeing what's the best you know how can I use this information to make it more useful to me instead of fixating on the fact that you didn't get 10,000 mm -hmm. I like that using yeah use the information like to help you not to yeah information is data that's what I tell people I'm like information is data it's not a judge it's not a judgment mm -hmm. call right so if you look at your number don't judge yourself use that as something to teach you something Yep. That education background. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like that a lot. So, um, I wanted to just, so you work with people in person and online as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So what does that look like if someone were to hire you as a coach online, um, if they're interested? Yeah. So normally I meet with them for the first time. We try to do either a Zoom call or a Skype Mm -hmm. call or initial, like a phone call assessment. But it's um, like I had said, I take a look at their lifestyle. So what are you doing now? I give them a profile form and then we kind of work with that. So what are your goals? Um, Where do you want to do? Like, where are you starting from? So like I said, someone who's a hardcore CrossFitter, who's a busy professional, who's got a crazy schedule is going to be someone different than someone who's who's sedentary. So we take a look at that. We establish some goals and our, our motto or what we say is learn, grow, transform, right? So our first month, is basically learning about each other and finding out what's the best way. So I usually start out with um, movement. I don't like saying exercise anymore, but it's movement. So how often are you moving? So we just strictly focus on that for the first month and then we reassess like every every two weeks. And then two weeks later, then we start looking at nutrition. So it's a matter of figuring out what habits are you having now and either deciding whether or not we need to um, tweak the habit or change the habit, right? So sometimes the habits are really good. You know, they, they've, they've got it on their schedule. They know that it's in their time clock, but what are they doing with that period? Like, you know, or what are they doing with that time slot? So it's the quality of their habits and then working towards tweaking it a little bit each time so that they can see the, the result that they want. Oftentimes in terms of the clients that I've worked with, it's those who are at risk of any health condition. So if they have hypertension, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, Um, usually what I do is I try to work with their doctor as well. So I try to give them their doctor, the information in terms of this is what we're doing. Um, Do you, you know, I kind of, I want doctors to know that fitness professionals aren't dangerous, right? So sometimes I get a lot of doctors are like, I don't feel comfortable referring to a personal trainer because I don't know who they are. And I found that, you know, me saying that I'm a fitness nurse, they, they have, they have some knowledge of where my background's coming from and the information that I'm giving them is health based and that they know that I'm monitoring their, their client. Mm-hmm. so it works that way yeah no that's great I like that and I think just the way that you come about things very holistically like whole person and like moving people along meeting people where they are at and helping them move along um wonderful <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's it's really fun everybody's kind of like everybody's different obviously but I really like just taking a look at like where are you like exactly where are you starting from and where do you want to get to and where do you envision yourself in you know three months from now and a lot of them really can't envision themselves and I said what would it be like without any problems right like what would it be like without any challenges and then they they start looking at themselves in different eyes and it's, it's I think sometimes even just asking the question it gives them the opportunity to be like, if this wasn't around or if this wasn't the problem, this is where I'd see my life. But it's just even them saying it out loud that they actually get to see, they're like, I can actually get there. So making something possible that seems impossible a little bit more possible. Yeah, I like that a lot. Awesome. Great. Okay, so where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Um, are you on Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at yourfitnessrn. So you can find me there. Um, higherlevelfitness.net. So N-E-T. You can find me there. Uh, those are the two areas that I'm really active in. I'm also on Facebook with under Higher Level Fitness as well. But my mm-hmm. best way to get a hold of me is probably on Instagram because I'm there quite a bit, and you can direct message me, and we can ask me as many questions as you can, and we can go from there. That's wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Jacqueline, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Take care. Take care.